StoryShots is proud to bring you this free audiobook summary. Do you want to get access to more free audiobook summaries like this? Subscribe and click the bell button now to get notified each time we upload a new summary. You can also download our free app and enjoy thousands of other summaries of best-selling nonfiction books that are available in text, audio, and animated formats. Story Shot Summary of Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins About David Goggins David Goggins is a retired Navy SEAL and is the only member of the U.S. Armed Forces to complete SEAL training, including two Hell Weeks, the U.S. Army Ranger School, where he graduated as an enlisted honor man, and Air Force Tactical Air Controller Training. An accomplished endurance athlete, Goggins has completed over 60 ultramarathons, triathlons, and ultra-triathlons. He once held the Guinness World Record for pull-ups, completing 4,030 in 17 hours. Introduction In Can't Hurt Me, Goggins reveals a path that anyone can follow to push past limits, eliminate fear, and live life to the fullest. For Goggins, childhood was far from innocently playing outside without a care in the world. Instead, he experienced trauma from an abusive father and extreme prejudice and poverty in rural America. Statistically, Goggins was going nowhere and was destined for a life of depression and poverty. But he defied all odds through self-discipline, mental toughness, and hard work. No longer was he a depressed, overweight young man with no future. By committing himself to weight loss and improving his test scores, Goggins became a U.S. Armed Forces icon. On top of that, he is now one of the world's top endurance athletes. He has become the only man in history to complete elite training as a Navy SEAL, Army Ranger, and Air Force Tactical Air Controller. He didn't stop there, though. Goggins set records in extreme endurance events and has been named the fittest real man in America. You are in danger of living a life so comfortable and soft that you will die without ever realizing your true potential. David Goggins The Early Life of Goggins Goggins' Father Goggins was born in New York in 1975. He did not have a typical carefree childhood. Instead of playing outside with friends, Goggins was controlled by his abusive father. His father, Trunis, was a self-made businessman who owned a disco. Instead of hiring paid workers, Trunis would force his family to work every night of the week. Goggins was already working at the rink by the age of six. Even at this age, his father would force him to work until midnight. Instead of taking him home, Trunis would often leave him to sleep in the office. Goggins would hardly sleep at night, though, as the disco was loud and would stay open until the early hours of the morning. On top of forced labor, Goggins' dad was extremely violent. Goggins and his mother fell victim to domestic abuse, often for the smallest things. For example, Goggins once contracted a nasty ear infection. His loving mother took him to the hospital, but Trunis hated the family spending money, even when his children were ill. After returning, Goggins witnessed his father beating his mother senseless with a belt. When he intervened, his father beat him too. He had to attend school, hiding the bruises he had been given. Goggins' struggles continue. At the age of eight, Goggins' mother decided she'd had enough. She took David and escaped to Indiana, where they started their new lives together. But as he would soon find out, he and his mother had walked into the center of a racist part of rural America. He was the only black kid in town, and he quickly became the target of hatred. He frequently heard the N-word directed toward him. On top of that, he had guns waved in his face, purely due to his skin color. Now dealing with bullying and poverty, his life didn't appear to be getting any better. To make matters worse, 
Goggins began experiencing the traumatic effects of his early years. After the suffering he experienced from his father, he developed a nervous stutter. Plus, his hair started falling out, and patches of his skin lost pigment and turned a different color. As an adult, David recognized he was suffering from toxic stress. This is a condition in which young children who have undergone severe abuse experience permanent fight or flight. The Accountability Mirror It won't always go your way, so you can't be trapped in this idea that just because you've imagined a possibility for yourself that you somehow deserve it. Your entitled mind is dead weight. Cut it loose. Don't focus on what you think you deserve. Take aim on what you are willing to earn. David Goggins Goggins found his inspiration. David Goggins remained unhappy throughout his high school years, though everything changed one day after meeting an Air Force recruiter. This recruiter immediately impressed David when he told him that he was a para-rescue jumper who dived after downed pilots to save them. Spending time with this recruiter inspired him to be part of the Air Force. But this was simply a dream. David believed he neither had the talent nor the education that the Air Force requires. In particular, David doubted that he could pass their difficult armed service vocational aptitude battery, ASVAB. This test includes general science, arithmetic reasoning, word knowledge, paragraph comprehension, mathematics knowledge, electronic information, auto and shop information, mechanical comprehension, assembling objects. David may have doubted his potential, but having this dream made him take a long, hard look at himself. He decided to change himself entirely. He shaved his head, changed his style, and wrote down every goal required to pass the ASVAB test. Goggins stuck these targets onto his mirror and called this his accountability mirror. These targets helped him stay accountable to himself by reminding him of his goals every day. Staying motivated. The accountability mirror played a significant role in creating the man Goggins would become. He made a habit of standing in front of the accountability mirror daily. This action reminded him of what he needed to do to accomplish his mission. Although Goggins had a tough start to life, he was aware that he could change his future. Eventually, Goggins passed the ASVAB and was one step closer to joining the military. Although Goggins was close to joining the military, there was one huge obstacle he would have to overcome. He had not even seen a swimming pool until he was 12 and had always had a fear of water. For this reason, Goggins struggled to complete any of the military's swimming challenges as fear paralyzed him. Despite his struggle with swimming, it would ultimately be a medical test that ended Goggins' dream of joining the military. The test revealed he had sickle cell anemia. Goggins admits that he used this as a reason to leave the military, as he didn't want to go back into the water. Turning his life around. Noticing things had to change. Goggins regressed after his military training. He started working as an overnight pest control technician in Indianapolis, and his health worsened as well. At one point, David Goggins weighed 300 pounds, 136 kilograms. Again, Goggins reached a moment when he realized he had to change. At 4 a.m. one evening, Goggins sprayed a nest of cockroaches occupying a filthy restaurant, only to be swarmed by hundreds of the cockroaches. After running away and swatting insects off his body for minutes, Goggins started to question where he had ended up in his life. He was working at a horrible job at terrible times and was heavily overweight. On top of this, he realized he had no vision for his future. After this shift, Goggins stumbled upon a TV documentary that would change his life. This documentary covered the lives of the Navy SEALs, 
and how they were the most lethal fighting force. He watched these seals struggle through mud, sweat, and tears. He was astounded by their mental toughness and determination. Before the show had even ended, Goggins was already on the phone. He was contacting every SEAL recruiter around the country, seeking to be accepted into their training. Understanding the commitment required. Goggins was knocked back when he learned the upcoming cohort's training program would be closing in three months. At the time, he was 107 pounds heavier than the Navy SEALs allowed. If he wanted to join the SEALs, he would have to lose more than a pound per day for 90 days. But instead of giving up, Goggins took on the challenge. He woke up every morning at 4.30 a.m. and would ride on his exercise bike for two hours. Then he would drive to his nearest swimming pool and swim for another two hours. As you can imagine, it took true bravery to overcome his fear of water. Then Goggins would head to the gym for circuit training that included at least five sets of 200 reps for all major muscle groups. He would then go on his exercise bike, then have his dinner, and then jump back on his exercise bike. This training regimen, coupled with a new accountability mirror, helped him to lose the required weight in time for the program. He joined the SEALs BUD six-month training program, where only 30 of the toughest 120 candidates would become a Navy SEAL. After months of impossibly hard physical and mental challenges, Goggins successfully became a Navy SEAL on his third and final attempt. The 40% Rule Physical Accomplishments Using the Rule After the success of overcoming the incredibly difficult SEAL training, Goggins found himself craving more challenges. He needed to find a way to push himself further. In 2005, Goggins found the answer in the form of long-distance running. One morning, Goggins woke up and started long-distance running for the first time. He didn't stop that morning until he had run 100 miles. Many of us could never imagine running that far. Goggins knew from his Navy SEAL training that the biggest obstacle to these incredible physical feats is your mind. Goggins then became interested in the idea of ultra-marathon running. His first taste of this sport was running to raise money for the families of Navy SEALs who had been killed in a military operation in Afghanistan. Goggins didn't take this run lightly. Instead, he chose to run the toughest foot race in the world, the Badwater 135. His training was only 20 minutes a week at a cross-trainer in the gym. Before this, he had never run farther than 26 miles of a marathon. Hence, at his 70-mile mark, Goggins was not looking good. At this point, he had lost control of his bladder and bowel movements due to sheer exhaustion. He was experiencing double vision and was running on broken bones in his feet. Goggins managed to finish the race by remembering the 40% rule. How to avoid giving up. This is the end of part one and the free shot of this book. Thanks for listening. Get the full text, infographic, animated video, and audiobook summary on the StoryShots app. What should our next book be? Suggest or vote it up using the Vote for New Books survey in the StoryShots app. To dive into the details and support the author, order the full audiobook for free using the link in the description or the app. Did you like the lessons you learned here? Share to show you care, or let us know by contacting us at support at getstoryshots.com. We'd love to hear from you. Did you like this audiobook summary? Click the like button now to support our channel. If you don't want to miss out on new free audiobook summaries, subscribe and click the bell button.
You can also download our free app and enjoy thousands of other summaries of best-selling nonfiction books that are available in text, audio, and animated formats. Story Shots has been featured by Apple, Google, and The Guardian as one of the world's best reading and learning apps. Go to GetStoryShots.com and download the app today.